Why do you call it Leftover Dummies? We had a podcast called Big Dumb Dummies. And one guy quit. So now... It's Leftover Dummies. Amazon, I don't know how I got in here, but I'm telling you something right now. Social justice warrior? Come on, man. Give me a fucking break, you goddamn hippie. Peter called. They said you had a bowl of bones for him. They wanted to confiscate chicken bones, I believe. Um, they said something about you. Eating meat on the weekends? I don't know. Anyhow, Dinuits, thank you kindly. Alright, back at it. How are you doing tonight, Archibald? Good. Good, just waiting to hear what wonderful things you've got for us this week. I got some wonderful things. Yeah? No? First thing I wanted to touch on, I often find myself... Sitting alone in a dark room, <laughs> crying into your pillow. Not only do I often <laughs> find myself making love to my pillow, Oh, wow! but on the rare occasions that I can pull myself away, I surf the web. The interwebs. I, besides the monstrosity that is Twitter.com, I often find myself lost in some subreddit. Do you fuck with Reddit? No, bro. I don't social media or any of that stuff. I mean, the most I do is YouTube shorts. Like, I'll click on that. But Yeah, we talked about this a little on the pod before. Yeah. It's basically TikTok, but you don't have to feel but- like you're TikToking. I don't know. It's just, it's just scary how it makes you want to like just watch the next thing. It's like fucking uh, mouse eating cheese, you know? Like more cheese, please. More cheese, please. Nefarious as fuck. Yeah, you're getting that little dopamine hit. Once in a while, you learn something that's actually relevant or interesting. Right? No, no, that is that's what that's what's so compelling about it is because every now and then there's like a little nugget, but you're like. Nope, nope, yeah, nope, nope, yeah, nope, 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 nope. I mean, that's why I don't like social media because I could see myself getting wrapped up into it, falling down rabbit holes, especially with like Reddit and Twitter. I mean, this is the whole reason I try to stay away from television. Television, on the other hand, uh, I'm like, I'm like, I am exactly like, uh, remember in Batman Forever? The one with Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Tommy Lee Jones is Two-Face. And they have that TV vision thing where they just stick it on somebody's head and it it projects out and then it sucks in everybody's uh, thoughts. No? Okay, I, yeah, I don't recall. Yeah, that's what social media and, and TV is like for me. Actually, I love TV. I mean, Star Trek. <laughs> That's how crazy it feels like. This feels like the people at like uh, you know Google are sitting there just with like tubes in their brains, sucking all of our information, our life forces from them. And I'm gladly giving it to them, <laughs> but not too much. 
On a more positive note, that's a positive. I thing. saw this Reddit <laughs> for our our robot overlords. Yeah, no. So I I saw this subreddit or a post in a subreddit, and it said that everybody deserves to have a standing ovation at least once in their life. Wait, what's the difference between Reddit and subreddit? Uh, so a subreddit is like a topic on Reddit will have a subreddit. So for instance, maybe it's rock and roll and it'll just be all the top posts that people have posted in that subreddit there's subreddits on just about anything you can imagine right i don't even know where on reddit i saw this but it was just like everybody should have a standing ovation at least once in their life you know people kind of tended to agree and a few people are like well not everybody deserves a standing ovation at this time and point in their lives at least nonetheless it kind of got me thinking like man that's got to feel fucking good have you have you ever had a standing ovation or me personally? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I believe it. You seem like the type of guy that probably would have experienced that. At a coffee shop, nonetheless. <laughs> mm, nice. nice. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Seriously, like, eyes half open, chin in chest, you know, trying to be the rock star kid with the guitar. <laughs> and I'll never forget these people like, oh, man, he's got it. And they're like standing at a coffee shop, standing up and clapping. I'm like, you guys suck. Like, you guys are sitting there clapping and giving me a standing ovation. I I can barely see straight right now. <laughs> you know, I think the closest thing I've ever had was probably in college a couple of times I would look out after I'd given some presentation or said some insightful thing, usually pretty negative, and I would see everybody's jaws drop and it would just silence. <laughs> just kind of like the anti-standing ovation, I guess. Of course, I... Try to find everything, you know, some kind of relevance. And I always, my brain just works in these ways. So this got me thinking about our topic before we talked about going to the Phoebe Bridgers concert. Uh. And I realized that one of the most amazing things that happened at this show, I hadn't even mentioned on the podcast. So I invite you to picture yourself at the Greek theater. This opening act just played. Everybody showed up. It's everybody's filed in sitting around, waiting with anticipation. And they start playing that Tonight's Gonna Be a Good Night song, which uh-huh. I don't know if Phoebe Bridges had him do or what, but it was just kind of like, what in the hell is going on, right? Isn't that like a Black Eyed Peas song? Oh, I don't think so. Natalia knew who it was, and it was some name that just sounded god awful to me. So for whatever reason, that starts playing, right? And then every person, I mean, well, I'm not saying every person, but... Pretty much every person in this place stands up. They're like dancing? N- not even like dancing, just a standing ovation, right? Oh, And I look at okay. Natalia and I'm like, wow, that's fucking cool. Right at the beginning of this set, everybody just gave her a standing ovation. And they stayed standing for the whole song. And Well, I mean, she's come a long way. She, she totally has, dude. But what struck me is it didn't end. Everybody stayed standing for her entire set. Maybe you missed the memo. I guess maybe this is a thing with her fans. You guys are I don't locked know. I into just, the Phoebe Bridges fan base. It was, it was fucking cool, I gotta say. So, of course, then my brain, you know, it never is settled, never content to just settle on one thing. I started thinking about cool shit that's happened at other shows, and it kind of led me to thinking about gimmicks that I've seen bands do on stage. Now, I ever tell you in time we were at the street festival, and there was this band, I think they were from Israel maybe. 
These guys were playing just kind of like out in like a crowd of people. They had their amps and they had the drummer and they're just not even on like a stage. They're just kind of set up and they're playing and they were on the bill. They're part of this festival. I think it was that big festival in Echo Park they do every year. So then at a certain point, the drummer hands his, I think it was a hi-hat first. He hands his hi-hat to some guys in the crowd and he, he kind of motions at him like how you asked to be crowd surfed. He like tells him, lift up my hi-hat. So these guys pick up the hi-hat, hold it up, and he hands all of his other drums, as he's still playing the snare drum and maybe the kick, and these guys crowd surf his his drum kit, right? So it's up in the air. All these people are holding it up. And then he has some guys get him and his kick drum, boost him up, and he's still playing as he's being crowd surfed. And somebody gets the snare drum, and then they, they move all the people around so his drum set is around him, and he is playing the drums above a crowd being crowd surfed and that's like super cool to you i I don't know i'd never seen anything like it it wasn't oh my god mind blown but it was like what am i watching right now i told you about the the sage francis thing that i went through right what happened there oh man i told you about that where i thought like he was like literally like jerking off in front of everybody oh yeah yeah that was good that was well, good. <laughs> that no, this is exactly what I was driving at. I was hoping you'd have something to add. Do you have any other great like epic gimmicks that you've seen bands pull? I don't think it was. I think I was just really high when he did that. I don't think it was a gimmick. Well, I mean, I guess he did have the doll of President Bush, but I thought <laughs> it was his dick, dude. <laughs> I really did. It's like Guar where they have Monica Lewinsky and. Bill Clinton smoking crack out of the bong. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not real gimmicks, man. I mean, you know, the locusts, they don't really have gimmicks, but they come out like hot as shit on stage, you know, with their with They their had masks. gimmicks. I mean, they would advertise shows and sometimes it would be like, oh, we're going to play at the, the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim after the Mighty Ducks game. And so all these people would show up and sometimes they just wouldn't show up. It would just be a lie. And then sometimes, like, we went and saw them at this backyard wrestling event, and we really weren't sure. We're like, they're probably not going to show. So we go, and the Locusts play, like, I don't know, 15 songs in 10 minutes, and there's all these, like, wife-beater white guys with missing teeth that are there for the wrestling, and they they just have no idea what the fuck they just witnessed. Like, (laughs) And then they just start beating the shit out of each other with, like, they had barbed wire and glass. They they would cut themselves. A fake injury, but a real injury to, like, look like it was happening. You're talking about the wrestlers, not the locusts. The wrestlers, yeah, yeah. So the, the locusts play. Everybody that is there for the wrestling is just like, what the fuck? Then the wrestling happens, and all the people that are there for the locusts are kind of like, what the fuck? What? I don't understand that. What do you mean? Why would they be surprised? They're, they're sitting there. I mean. Well, not surprised, but more just like none of us have ever been to a backyard wrestling event. And there's uh-huh. all these people there that are really into it. And the, the fighters are all really into it. And so it's just sort of a like, Hokey. wow, that's a new new experience, you know? Yeah. So they played like three sets or something and each set being like 10 minutes long. And each time there's just a bunch of kids who have no idea with their jaws, you know, agape as the locusts just bombard everybody pure with this amazing fucking music. genius, those guys. Well, speaking of pure fucking genius, the other show that kind of more along the lines of that drummer, I guess, in a way, it's, uh, you ever see the Dillinger Escape Plan? Yes. Oh, 
So when I saw the Dillinger Escape Plan, the lead singer climbed up these, the stage accoutrements. I mean, he had to have been like 40 or 50 feet up in the air. That's, he climbed that's, way that's, up to the that's top. That's very, very high, 40 or 50 feet. That's not... I mean, it was like a big festival, like Coachella or something. So this was fucking huge. I mean, whatever. It took him a while to get up there. You saw Dillinger at Coachella? <sighs> I wonder if it was Fuck Yeah Fest, maybe. The lead singer, it took him a couple minutes to get up on top of this fucking thing. I mean, the guy's buff. No problem doing it, but it took him a while. And then he climbed. It was like a big, like, rectangle thing. You know, he climbed up one side of it, and then he made his way over to the middle of it. So he was, like, above the stage, right in the middle. And then he put his legs over and hung upside down by his legs and screamed the lyrics of the song. It was great watching him basically be an acrobat for the crowd's amusement was uh it was pretty intense well see he had a standing ovation there too though well that's a crowd where everybody's just standing <laughs> it's like if you sit you're on the ground you well know? i mean they like have the option would... to sit they probably could have sat but they decided to stand <laughs> yeah nobody's gonna sit for that right uh maybe maybe out of out of protests i i know i've told you this story it's uh you know, there's a lot of bands, like, I go back and listen to Thursday, Duh. and actually, in some ways, it's more fucking profound. Good, good for you. That makes me feel good that somebody else does that, too. There's people I know and care about very dearly that were close to me that have died, like, uh, understanding in a car crash. I'll fucking cry now. Before, I just thought, oh, that's some cool shit. Like, that fucking song's deep. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's fucking personal, you know? Yeah. But then bands like the fucking Aquabats, dude, I'm like, oh, what come the fuck on. was I thinking, dude? <laughs> like, no, you got to every now and then you got to go back and appreciate that, though. It's cool. It's fun. It's, you know, it is what it is. But but Maybe for like four minutes, I, you know? Just I, <laughs> some of the best live antics I've ever seen. Or the live, Aquabats. yeah. They, one show I went to, I saw them. They had a song called Pizza Party. And so they ordered up like... 30 Domino's pizzas to the the venue. And they took these pizzas out. And when Pizza Party came out, they just threw them into the crowd. So there's just pieces of pizza everywhere, all (laughs) over these kids. It was fantastic, right? So next time I see them, the lead singer is like, hey, does anybody like orange chicken? And people are like, oh, fuck. (laughs) We've got a special recipe for orange chicken. And he, he pulls out buckets of KFC and then he had orange tang, and he mixed it in with the KFC, and then they threw it into the crowd. The chicken was flying everywhere. It's one of those things that's I'd be pissed if I was in that crowd. <laughs> I think that might have been on Halloween. Everybody's in Halloween costumes. It was, yeah, it was something else. The guy's hilarious, too. It's like they're playing with some punk bands, you know, and he's, wow, it's great to see everybody's Halloween costumes. Uh, I see the punk rock costumes very popular this year. <laughs> Everybody kind of, boo, fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, so the other one, this was not a live show I was at, but this one, it really, I mean, it's been years now, and I still think about it sometimes. So, you know Toots and the Maytals, right? I don't. It's like an old 60s ska band. They did like Pressure Drop and, you know, the Sublime 5446. That was originally a Toots song. This motherfucker, he sings a line, right? And he's it's like a chorus, like a, a call and response. So he's like sings his line and he says, Okay, your turn. And the crowd sings it, you know, and he says, Okay, my turn. And he sings it, and your turn. And the crowd sings it. 
And it comes back. He says, my turn. And then when you think he's going to go back to the crowd, he says, my turn again. And then he does, sings it again. And then he's like, sings it one more time. And he's like, I keep on turning. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's what's up. Like, maybe it's one of those you have to be there. I don't know. I, just, I think uh, I would have to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I think that might be it. You got nothing else? Uh, I don't have anything to add to your standing ovation. It's hard to fuck with perfection. It, you know, shine bright like a diamond. I often, I often find myself I find making myself love to my pillow. My pillow. Just call me Mike Lindell. But I thought it was his dad. I think it was Vonnegut that said, We're here on this earth to fart around and don't let anyone ever tell you different. Oh, man. And that spirit. Maybe we could remind people of that. Slaughterhouse 5000. It's been a long time since I read Monica. Yeah, The Children's Crusade. Um, that book actually... You know, when I was on vacation... When I was on vacation... There really wasn't a lot of good literature. And I remember one day going through the library... And... <clears throat> coming across... That and something else from Vonnegut. And I was so enthralled and just thrilled. There was actual literature in the library. Like I held on to this book for so long. He sucks you in. Yeah. It's not like some boring, like, you know, there's so much classic literature that's work to read. But reading Vonnegut's like a pleasure. It's similar to me in, uh, not, not in style necessarily, but in... I guess, spirit to mm. Chuck Palahniuk or somebody like that. Dude, I was just going to say, I was just going to say like that. Yeah, absolutely. You can totally s- feel and hear and, and sense that from Palahniuk. Pal- Palahniuk. I always say Palahniuk. Have you noticed though, like his last few books, I'm talking about Palahniuk now that I don't know if the spell wore off or like he had a formula and it worked for so long because it was shocking and new or if he's just, was it like Bob Dylan ever really did anything after his first couple of records that was worth the shit? Is it a curse or do you- Well, that's just, that just depends on who you ask. You know, that's just your opinion. Bob Dylan say something along those lines? No. I mean, that all, beside the point, right? I mean, is it? I mean, he had some good records besides those first two, but I don't know if any of those other records, had he made them as his first record- would have done shit for his career. Well, that goes to say for a lot of people. But back to back to Vonnegut Palahniuk. John Irving, I think all of his books hold this level similarities. Um, I love that guy. That was hard to find in there. <clears throat> you ever read Irvine Welsh, like any of the... Uh... I did not. Train spotting or any of those kind of universe books. I did not get a chance to do that, no. Those ones are frustrating as fuck. They're written in dialect. So oh, it's not right. even like English <laughs> words. It's English like, words spelled how they would say it. Yeah. <laughs> like 
<laughs> so you almost have to read it out loud and try to suss out what the hell they're saying. <laughs> You're like writing it down to the best of your understanding. Like, okay, fucking maybe no, that's that's not what it is, but it could be this. It's like a puzzle. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. I guess Clockwork Orange is a little bit like that. Like the copy I had had a dictionary at the back, but apparently when it first came out, there was no dictionary. And the book? Yeah. And probably the creepiest thing about that book, I mean, the ultra violence aside and everything else and the mind thoughts and like just the whole dystopic nightmare that is Clockwork Orange. What really fucked with me the most is by the time you get to the end of the book, you don't need the dictionary anymore. You can understand their language. So it's like it makes you want to. Yeah, but you know, when I read the book, it kind of pissed me off. Just because, like, you know how it goes, droogs and fucking milk station or whatever. Like, it just, it got old after a bit, you know? Yeah. Like, for me, it was just like, ugh. I could see that. I mean, some of the words, like, when I listen to something in Russian, so many of the words are Russian-based that I kind of like, oh, this is almost like taking, like, a beginner's Russian class. Like, that's kind of cool. Huh? The one thing I did like about the book is the ending's different. Which I always thought the book was a lot better. Had I read the book first, I probably would have hated the movie just because of that. Well, once again, that goes without saying for most books and their film adaptations. It's a great movie. Good movie. Have you heard that the main character is like an actor that he was for years and years, he was like really upset that he had done it. Really? Yeah. No way. Now he, he understands. You would think that being an actor at that time to work with Stanley Kubrick would be kind of like a badge of honor. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was, but I think after it came out, everybody knew him as this person. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, there's the son of a bitch that beat the old lady with a giant dildo. <laughs> I mean, your typecast is the guy that beats old women with a dildo. You know, yeah. <laughs> like he, he can't really live that one down. Yeah. And the movie was like banned and just. Super controversial. So fun it's like fact. The- fun fact for all you Star Wars douchebags. The um the butler. I guess I don't know if he's a butler, but like the the helper at the home that Alex goes to, where that big buff bodybuilder dude picks up the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, like, is his like servant. That's the actual guy that was in. Darth Vader's outfit for Star Wars. Hmm. Just just in case you didn't know that. Five degrees of separation. Yeah. I wanted to do something along those lines, but with murderers. Instead of five degrees of separation from famous people, we do it with like serial killers and shit. Huh. Maybe that's a segment. I don't know. I'm, I'm boring myself over here. Oh, man. can you imagine how the audience must feel yeah i don't know although my ears would perk up if i heard polanyuk or vonnegut those are pretty good keywords to to think about yeah for sure perk up somebody's you ever read anything on by carl hyacin i don't think so no he's like a comedy writer he got me through some time too i never thought i would like comedy like novels because it's really hard to actually have a good one. But he's pretty funny. Huh. Pretty funny. All right. Duly noted. Yeah. I have to 
put that on my reading list. Like fucking pretty rarely read anymore, man. So like Really? Ah, I, I come in phases. Everything in my life is all or nothing. Yeah. I always tell myself I'll start reading again when I have a bookshelf. And then once I have a bookshelf, I'll start reading once I get all my books back. Meaning I have to buy like everything that John Irving's written and then I'll read that uh, read again. And Bukowski and Polanyuk and Vonnegut. And you know, like once I get everything they wrote, then I'll read. <laughs> yeah, I could probably find the answer to this on Google. But Armand and I were having a conversation the other day about reading and some of these languages like, you know, ancient Egyptian or something like these languages that we don't actually know how they sounded, Mm -hmm. but we've learned how to figure out how to translate some of it so we can discover what it says, but we may not know how to pronounce things. And I wonder if you're like a scholar and you're reading some hieroglyphs, do you have made up sounds for the glyphs in your head as you're reading along, or do you just like translate each word to English? Hmm. How does that work? I have no idea what you're talking about. Or like even deaf people. Well, like like when you read, do you you, you probably kind of hear the words in English as you're reading? Like you're you're thinking of what the word sounds like, at least on some level, right? But if you were deaf, if you'd never heard a word before, would it just be silence? What is that? Yeah, I don't know either. That's the kind of thing thing you think about when you smoke way too much weed. I don't know. <laughs> I wish right now that I was smoking weed. That bad, huh? <laughs> Dave Chappelle made a heartfelt plea to the gay community to... The baby. He didn't know any better. He's just a baby. Duh. Hey, Archibald. I got some meat for you. Right here, USDA Grade A, Certified Organic. That is some prime steer. I'll tell you what. Or maybe you would like the sausage. Ooh, real tasty. Put it in your mouth. Since you only want to talk to me about, I mean, nothing at all unless it's for your podcast. Unfortunately. I guess I'll bring up the fact, I mean, since you're- I believe Elliot Smith put it best. Do you tell? Where he said Uh he turned his own insides out. (laughs) He was trying to get a paycheck. (laughs) I think he said he gets his paycheck from the trash treasury. I believe that's how he framed it, yeah. 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 Anyway, so I'm reading this article on this- this chick with dwarfism, she's three foot nine, right? But allegedly, I don't know, this could be a myth or it could be an answer to my prayers. I don't know. Either way, fucking this chick 
went through like four years of surgeries to have her legs lengthened. Oh, no. So she's like a whole foot taller. Uh. Where they literally had to like break her bones every time they had surgery and then put like extenders on that. Are you at all worried that it would be like uh, kryptonite? I, I would. I don't understand what the premises of that. Like the the source of your strength is this deep rooted Napoleon complex. Oh no! <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I just found it so amazing that that's actually a thing. Like, how crazy, dude! You actually. I always used to think that was a joke. Remember, there was that South Park episode where they got their legs, where they like did the leg extensions. No. Yeah, I'm reminded of when you used to, you used to like to, to bust flows all the time, and you had a line where you talked about, "Bitch, I'll decapitate you at, at the, the knees." knees. It's yeah, becoming, it's becoming more clear <laughs> where the root of all that was coming from. Please, it's a mental mind disease. <laughs> bring everybody a little, a little lower than you, a little down to your level, <laughs> a little. Oh man, so. Completely off topic. Completely, uh, yeah. Throw you a curve here. Uh huh. I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but if I didn't, it'll be kind of fun. Get ready for some woo woo bullshit, like I seem to like to do at the end of every podcast. I guess the best way to frame this is uh, asking it as a question. Have you ever experienced a lucid dream? So define lucid. Lucid is in because I'm I'm not learned. You <laughs> you realize that you're dreaming. Ooh, maybe I think I have, but at the same time, not entirely until the end of a dream when I'm probably already regaining consciousness, like like mental stability and consciousness of like... Yeah, yeah, I, I realize it after I wake up too. Like the dreams happen or happening and I can tell I'm waking up and there's nothing I can do to change the dream, but bam, then I'm awake realizing it was a dream Mm. so this isn't so far from that when i was in mexico when we were in guanajuato we got this little airbnb and i mean in some ways it kind of felt felt like living in a tree house or something it wasn't wasn't very big and it wasn't very well like insulated or anything it was just kind of kind of stark it was pretty you know all the things around were very pretty and it was interesting and we were staying it was a room with all the stuff down below and there's a kitchen is that the place with like the bike hanging on the wall and everything yeah yeah the really kind of quaint looking place like super eclectic stuff all over so it was cold is what you're telling me no well (laughs) in that part of mexico the temperature kind of hovers around like 70 degrees all year i think in the winter it might get kind of cold at night but it wasn't cold no it was temperate it was comfortable i mean yeah you wanted to bundle up you know it was raining and stuff and it would be a little chilly we were kind of staying it was like a loft up above the room that we were like living in so we'd have the kitchen place to sit and then up above was just built with like plyboard almost I mean, it's a little more sturdy it was just like an upper loft area that there was a bed you couldn't even really like stand up all the way up there i don't think so anyway i think maybe part of it was being in this strange location that kind of made this happen but i guess second night before we left i had a dream And in the dream, I was in the United States, 
And it was after we had finished our Mexico trip. So in the dream, things had happened like in the future. And I knew that we had gone to Mexico, right? And for some reason, I'm having this dream and crazy stuff's happening. And it, it dawns on me, which has happened quite a few times where I think, am I dreaming? But I'm not sure. Because I'm not sure, I'm not going to go run and jump out a window and fly. You know, like, okay, well, I might not actually be dreaming, so I better not try some crazy shit, right? Well, this time that happened, and I'm like, man, am I dreaming? And then it dawned on me. I was like, hey, do you remember the last two days that you were in Mexico? Do you remember flying back? Oh, no? Oh, that's because it didn't happen yet. You're fucking dreaming. I was like, oh, (laughs) shit. I'm dreaming. (laughs) So kind of the same thing. I'm like, fuck, I'm dreaming. Rad. So I just run and jump and start flying. I take off. And right as I'm flying, like up above everything, I wake up. Bam. Over. Like, fuck. Damn. That was like going to be super cool. I was excited. You know, I'm going to do some crazy shit that I would never do in real life. Right. So the next night, it fucking happens again. Same exact scenario, Got not the same dream, but similar. I'm back home, you know, stuff's going on, stuff's kind of weird, and I think, man, am I dreaming? And then I think to myself, you fucking asshole, think about it. What happened last time? Did, did you fly home yet? Do you remember the last day you were in Mexico? I don't know. I'm fucking dreaming. And same shit, man. Right as the, uh, the hedonism's about to begin, I don't even fucking know. Fucking bam, same shit. Wake up over that is interesting hasn't happened since i i don't know maybe it's the what does i take i I don't know the ayahuasca (laughs) no no i didn't mess up the ayahuasca i was thinking in terms of i think i had taken like a tramadol because my feet were sore so i don't know if that maybe had something to do with it i kind of sold myself oh i'll buy these and then i'll take one before the flight home which was amazing it's floating on a cloud oh yeah you could get anything down there well not really Tramadol's over the counter, but like if you need like opiates, you're not going to get them. Like even with a prescription, it's really hard to get. So, I mean, but yeah, it's black market, you can get anything down there. You used to be able to get somas, and I learned that I never want to take another soma, put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, man, well, it's been interesting. <laughs> I guess uh, I think that's all I got, man. Okay. Well, then. Thank you very much for putting up with me and uh, get yourself some rest and we'll do it again next week. Sweet. Later. Decapitate you at the knees, yeah. At the knees, yeah. At the knees, yeah. At the knees, yeah.